everyone. I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you so much for uh, listening to the podcast. And I really appreciate if you would also mind subscribing to the podcast. I know a lot of you are listening, but make sure you are subscribing. Feel free to share it. And let me know what you think over on Instagram and Facebook at Jeff Gruby. It's about growing as a person. Your best is completely unique All to right, you. Hi, guys. Uh, welcome to, I don't know what episode, episode seven or eight. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> fuck, perfect. I'm here with uh, a good friend, Patrick Lyons. He is, has his own. Well, I mean, you're a fitness influencer, uh, I'd say uh, engineer, YouTube, kind of maybe a maybe a prankster is kind of how you kind of started some of your things uh i mean you almost have you almost have a daenerys daenerys queen of like dragons like so many titles next to your name because there's like ninja warrior uh fitness influencer obviously engineer ted talk that's a huge one next to your name right like you've always like accolades next to your name um anyways welcome thanks for being on the podcast Absolutely. So uh, for people that are listening or watching, can you give us uh, a truncated or cherry picked story uh, version of how you got from my favorite? I've seen your picture probably a hundred times from the skinny Patrick lines in the computer chair. Yeah. To now, like, like not just fitness, just like tell us your story. However you want to tell it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you a truncated version of it. Um, so I would say a lot of it starts with the fact that I was insecure in my body. Um, like both the fitness side of my life and the academic engineer side of my life, a lot of it is rooted in kind of my beginnings and how I was insecure in the way that I looked and felt about myself. It was the kind of thing where from the age of 10, I would look at myself in the mirror and I didn't like what I saw and I didn't like how I felt. And I don't know that that's a normal thing for 10 year olds to feel. I don't think any 10 year old deserves to feel that, but that was reality mm-hmm. for me. And so basically for the next decade plus of my life, I was working to change that, to fix that. It's not like, I didn't think there was something wrong with me, but I definitely thought that there was so much to improve and that I wanted to get out of like the rut of the mindset that I had. Um, and that started with fitness. It was like at the age of 10, I started doing push-ups on a daily basis. I didn't know at the time that doing the same thing every single day isn't necessarily the best thing for fitness, but it was something. It was like right. I was a 10-year-old, I was getting stronger, I was getting more confident, and that's kind of what mattered. Um, but it wasn't for probably about five years on the fitness side of things that I started understanding more about how to truly build my body, how to practice proper nutrition to supplement that. Um, and so around the age of 15 is when I started doing like true bits of progressive overload, meaning that I was gradually getting stronger, allowing myself to gain size, strength to a greater degree, all sorts of things like that. Um, And then I would say somewhere within that same time period, it was like now that I'm pursuing achievements and pursuing accomplishments in the world of fitness, academics played right in hand with that. It was like the same mindset that was fueling fitness goals was also fueling academic goals. So basically from day one of entering high school, I guess I was like 14, I knew I wanted to become valedictorian. Like that was my mindset. It wasn't like a, hmm, I wonder if I can make this happen. It was like, no, day one, I'm making every day count to get to that goal. And the same thing was with fitness. Like I knew that everything that I did on a given day was going to work toward my ultimate goal. I will say that I'm speaking slightly more ambitiously than I probably was at the time. 
uh, academics, I was truly that ambitious, but with fitness, I was very off and on at the beginning. Uh, it was like because of academics and because mm -hmm. of all the other things I was involved in, I was starting and stopping, quitting, uh, eventually getting back to it. It was like, it wasn't a linear path, whereas academics was a bit more linear or more constant, I guess. Um, but in the 90 days leading up to my high school graduation, I committed to fitness more than I had in my entire life. By that time, I had gone through, you know, four years of high school, probably two and a half years of truly understanding how nutrition works. And so I got in like the best shape of my life up to that point. And in my graduation speech, I did graduate valedictorian. In my graduation speech, I got to say like, today I am in the best shape of my life. And like, that was a super awesome feeling knowing that I was able to pair academics and fitness and, and make them both happen. And so that kind of laid the foundation for the rest of my fitness journey moving forward. I did still start and stop with fitness occasionally. Um, and basically once college hit, I quit completely for about six months. I got in the worst shape that I had probably ever been in, like completely um, inactive, basically. I didn't work out. I was probably eating a bit more than I needed to, things like that. And then long story short, day one of my fitness journey started March 2nd, 2015. So it's been about five years now. Uh, and since that day, I've worked out at least five days a week, every single week and have felt never felt better. I mean, I, I constantly feel great, which is an amazing feeling. Uh, and the academic part never went away. So still had all these goals and made the most of every single day. I pursued things very early on, pursued internships as of my freshman year of college, did internships every summer since then. Um, but at the forefront was always fitness. And the reason I keep emphasizing that is because I think a lot of people flip that if they're pursuing academic or corporate jobs or engineering, anything like that. I didn't flip it. Or I guess I did flip it. And the reason is because I think that the way that we are programmed, we are hardwired to do the thing that society says is normal. And the normal thing is doing homework, studying, doing tests, working on jobs, things like that. And those are all important. Don't get me wrong. And I would still do them, but I would put those off to the end of the day. So I always got in my workout and I always practiced proper nutrition. I knew I was going to do the other stuff. So I would eventually. So if you combine all of that together, uh, fitness became my greatest passion. I never let it go, but the academics was still there. That's what ultimately got me to Microsoft years later. And because of the passion for fitness and the ability that it had to transform my own life, I sought to transform others' lives. And that's what led to the creation of my program, The Lion Shred, which has um, done very well to this day. So that is where I'm at. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. I had like uh, three kind of thoughts as, as you were talking. Um, it's interesting to me that you started to like, when you said that you, when you were 10 and you didn't feel a certain way, uh, that you wanted to, that you said, okay, what do I have to do to get where I want as a, yeah. and that's, that is part, I, I'm interested in that, that is the most interesting thing. Cause, because I'm wondering what led up to make 10 year old Patrick realize that there was the idea of I, you can make progress on something versus it's not uh, innately your talent. Like people will, all, all the time. I mean, I'm sure you get this so much with uh, clients you work with, like, Oh, that's just not in my genetics. And there might be, there might be some fountain, you know, a little part, part of truth to that, but either genetics or they're finding reasons that they don't believe that they can uh, excel or improve and they're mm -hmm. not measuring progress. And that's what this whole, 
whole entire podcast is about fuck perfect is is are you in a are you do you have a goal and are you making progress so like how did patrick at 10 have the magical power of seeing pro like progress is what you were aiming for because clearly when you said you were in the best shape of your life as valedictorian that was at that time you were the best but now you're probably the best now right so yeah clearly there's progress so how do you think you got there so looking back to the age of 10, um, I told the whole story about looking in the mirror, which is very true. That's what happened. The other piece of that is I saw the movie Batman Begins. And the reason why that is so notable is because in that movie, Batman wakes up, immediately drops to the ground, starts doing push-ups. Right. And 10-year-old me, not knowing almost anything about fitness, saw that and was very directly influenced. That is why I started doing push-ups. Um, and it's like when I see Bruce Wayne or Batman doing push-ups and being as big as he am, as he is, 10-year-old me makes that connection and says, if I want to look like that, that's what I need to do. And so that's exactly what I did. Um, he was like the espoused goal in my mind. So I'm doing push-ups on a daily basis. Um, I don't know any of the science behind it. I don't know how or if or when that's going to happen. I just think that it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did, even as a 10-year-old, want to know more. So I started like Google searching push-ups and like sure. what are push-up varieties. And I, I found a guy named Ken Weikert. He's an army master fitness trainer. And the dude is huge. Like he can like completely fill out a, an adult XL shirt and it's like skin tight. And it's just like, holy crap, this guy's huge. Yeah. So again, 10 year old, 11 year old me, whatever I am at the time, sees that and makes the connection. Okay, if I want to look like that, I got to do this. Um, and so I learned all these different push-up varieties from him, just from like watching his video tutorials online. So I'm so doing those push-ups. That, how did you get to that part? That that thought process of like, you could say if you could look at Batman, you look at Bruce Wayne, you look at the the army trainer, be like, mm-hmm. how did you have the ability? What what shaped you to realize that you could get close to that or get to that versus I'll never get like that. Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think that it, it was just my innate positive thinking. Mm-hmm. I think that I was raised in a household where I was always supported in anything that I wanted to do. And it was never like an, oh, you can't do that. It was like, we're going to support Patrick in anything he wants to do. Um, and I'm very blessed to have had that upbringing. And I think mm-hmm. that definitely allowed me to have the right mindset. I do think that like, all, you know, all these things that I'm talking about are very retrospective. It's like, you know, 24 year old Patrick thinking right. about what 10 year old Patrick thought. So I might be, you know, slightly exaggerating some of these things. I think at the surface level, it was really just like 10 year old Patrick wants to be bigger and stronger and he's going to do anything that he can to get there. And to him, it's like looking at the people who are already there. That was just my yeah. natural thought process. And one, and one, that's awesome. And one of the things that, uh, you know, that, that I will tell my clients in terms of um, like mindset kind of coaching, but that you already kind of do. And when I saw when I watched your TED talk, I was very apparent that you, you already had this part in, uh, listed as like, you had a massive list of goals. I mean, people don't mm-hmm. understand how many things that you that are watching this have no idea. And I don't even know all the real list, but like, you have a massive list of goals of things you're working on. And I'm sure yeah. you've broken those down to logical steps like well how do i get closer to each one of these right and there's like progression progressions on each one of these things and i'm wondering is if what are your thoughts on if someone has one goal versus say 10 or 20 do you think it's 
do you think it's easier to focus on progress if they have more goals versus perfection? Because if let's say there's one goal and like, I want to look exactly like Batman. I'm like, yeah, that's, and the, the, the more often that you don't look like Batman, like if you don't see that you're getting there, you're, it's like those people like myself who 99% is not good enough. <laughs> if I was 99% of Batman, wouldn't it be good enough? Um, yeah. Uh, and so I'm wondering if because also you've had so many goals to work towards, it almost enabled you to think, how am I going to measure this? How am I going to quantify my progress? What do you think about that? Yeah, so I do think that I take at least a slightly unconventional and perhaps an ideal approach with goals. And that's that I don't always create like measurements or like specific milestones to hit. Mm -hmm. I think within fitness, I absolutely do. It's like I have very defined points in time that like I want to look like this at this time and I want to lose this amount of weight in this period of time but I don't know that I do that with every single goal uh and that's just like I I accept and I acknowledge that having whatever 20 50 goals however many I have at a given time I don't want to drive my mind insane to the right. point where like I have to you know track 20 different metrics it's more so like the idea that it starts with starting like you're never going to get to the goal if you don't start working toward the goal. Mm -hmm. So I might as well start. And as long as I stay consistent in doing daily actions or weekly actions that are getting me closer to that, that's enough for me. Um, fitness, I have chosen to pursue more of like a very scientific approach that's measurable, achievable with a timeline, yeah. uh, but not so much with everything else. To answer your question about if I think it's easier to just pursue like one versus a lot, I think it's two parts. Uh, it could vary by the person but it also varies on what the goals are. So for instance, if you have a fitness related goal, sure, you can't oh, pursue yeah. it too quickly. Like, it's not like if I work out 10 hours today, I'm going to look like Batman 10 times faster. Right. Uh, so in that way, I actually think that it's better to have multiple goals because then you can fill more of your time doing productive things that are going to make you a better person mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, whatever it is. Whereas if you were just pursuing fitness, you might be like antsy thinking about like, oh man, what more could I do? Whereas you really can't do more. There are only so many things you can do to get you closer to that goal. Gotcha. Yeah. And, and you said that you kind of flipped it where you focused on, uh, on getting fitness in first. I mean, it's very much like, I mean, say the rock, right? Where the rock's like, nothing's going to stop this workout from happening. He travels with like yeah. a 45,000 pound gym, right? So he, uh, and, and the interesting thing too is like, Whenever you are, especially with music, because I, I mean, most people, most people listen to music while they exercise, but with music in, uh, associated with your workouts, you're creating such a great um, state, like a mental state, and mm -hmm. that actually supports you showing up in the other areas of your life even better that uh, now that you have the workout done and you're like, okay, I'm going to go actually work on, you know, whether it's Microsoft or when you're in school or work on your homework, all that stuff. Now, as you know, the benefits of exercise, you go to, if you, if you wait at the end of the exercise of the day, it's just like, I know it's harder to, to get that motivation. And it's like, cause then you don't want to yeah. mess up your sleep. Um, so it's easier to get done in, out of the more, out of the way in the morning. And then you have all that benefit uh, of your blood flow and your endorphins and everything just kind of, you're changing your mindset. That's, I don't know. I, I think it's really great. And I think, the average person that focuses on, you know, being average, right, uh, is is actually 
probably the biggest problems of today's society that the the seeking of convenience right well i'm not i'm only going to work out when it's convenient to me i'm only going to start when it's convenient to me and like you said in one of your videos yeah. recently um there's no perfect time to start yeah right um yeah. so <clears throat> segueing into let's find something that you can talk about about uh fuck perfect aside from nutrition and health or sorry uh, uh fitness and health because that'll be a separate, separate question where have you sought perfection and when and did it um and when were you able to realize to change it to progress and it sounds like since you were 10 you were always focused on progress but was there a time period where you were focusing on perfection in, in, in certain areas yeah i mean when i say that i was pursuing progress i really mean i was pursuing perfection and almost everything, uh, mm -hmm. at least for a long time I was. Um, I think the most notable thing that addresses your question for me is YouTube though. I started YouTube in January of 2017 and in the year 2017, I uploaded almost every single week. So just in that way, I was trying to be perfect by being very consistent with upload consistent. schedule. Yeah, and if you are pursuing YouTube, that's a great way to do it is to be consistent. But because of that, I was also like, consuming my time and my life in a way that I didn't necessarily always enjoy. Like putting out a YouTube video for me was like a two hour filming process and a 10 to 12 hour editing process every single week. It took a heck of a lot yeah. of time. It drained me. Uh, and it was like, I definitely didn't always enjoy it. But the problem is I didn't do much of anything to fix that. I just kind of continued doing that. And it wasn't until literally like a month or two ago. So near the three year mark that I hired a video editor. And so then it was like, I got to do the part that I loved and enjoyed actually right. filming the video. And now someone else edits. And it's like, that takes off that 10 or 12 hours that I dreaded yeah. every single time. So the reason it took me so long to do that is because in my mind, my videos were perfect to my style because I was editing them. Then right. I talked to a business coach friend of mine and he was like, Patrick, for one thing, you have to realize that you can't do everything. Two, mm -hmm. it's okay to outsource. And three, I bet you can find someone who can edit better than you can. And that hit me. I was like, yep. oh, crap. <laughs> You're probably right. Because like, there's someone out there who loves doing that, who's been right. practicing that skill and wants to edit my videos, yeah. whereas I am none of those things. Who, who is the actual Patrick Lyons of fitness in terms of film editing, right? Yeah. Uh, and and I, just, I just had to happen... Uh, two two and a half months ago i was like i thought i was pretty good at editing it took me forever it just and as i i know how long it takes and you get so you can get so um wrapped up in in what you're editing and you can lose sight yeah. of just the the whole idea of the message and when someone else does it and you you finally trust that okay they're they're probably better than me and then you see it like oh god they're way better than me <laughs> and yeah. this turns out it's a win-win yeah right for having uh, someone that's going to do video editing Holy cow. That, yeah, that's, that's great. I mean, yeah, there is, there is this fine line of like the perfect consistency versus seeking perfection. I haven't really explored it too much myself. I know that um, on, on eight episodes ago, the first person I had on was talking about how perfect in other societies actually means more so whole. So everyone's already themselves perfect, but then people go seeking perfection outside of that. Um, and that makes sense because, you know, a lot of people think the grass is always greener. They're always chasing happiness or they think that happiness is the result of something as opposed to a choice of something now. 
they can just yeah. choose happiness, right? Um, so in what in what areas have you said, you know, whether, you, whether I know you don't really swear, but maybe in your head you do. And so <laughs> uh, what areas have you said F perfect in terms of, in terms of health? Because I know me and you are, 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 I mean, one thing to say, before meeting Patrick, guys, uh, I was in health and fitness for a while as well. And the one thing I said I would never do was weigh my food. Hmm. Um, and I have not stopped weighing my food since working with you. And I Dang, think it's, it's just absolutely, it's just so easy. It's less dishes for me anyways. Yeah. If I'm weighing my food, but in what area of health and fitness, uh, have you sought perfection outside of like macros and consistency? Uh, you say which you, ways have I sought perfection or yeah, and then you, and that you, that you were pursuing perfection, then you switched to progress. Gotcha. Uh, that was tough for me with nutrition. I, I am very meticulous with my nutrition. Um, first of all, it's awesome that you're still weighing your food. Yeah. You tell me that I have been weighing my food for a very long time. Uh, I'm very proud of my, my fitness file streak. It's at like 1,980 days. Um, so in that way, I'd say that's kind of like a perfection aspect, but I would say the way that that is not perfection is that I do estimate quite often. Um, like at Microsoft, we have a lunch like salad bar and I yeah. have that every single day and I don't have a scale there but they do have serving spoons and the serving spoons do say how many ounces. And so I just take a picture of like the food label. Uh, and then I just go and type that in later and estimate how much it was. So in that way, progress, not perfection. I am still tracking every day, but it doesn't have to be meticulous to the gram. As I started caring even more about uh, the specific number of grams of protein I'm consuming every single meal, just based on studies that have shown a very marginal difference between having a 40 gram spike versus a 20 gram spike. Uh, in your pro protein intake for muscle protein synthesis. Um, again, that's not like a total perfection thing. It's not like mm -hmm. I have to be exactly 40, but it's like I'm going to be at least closer to it. Um, yeah, I mean, with the scale, yeah. so scaling, the, the, the accuracy of measurement is there. So if I'm pouring blueberries in my oatmeal, if my goal is 100 grams of blueberries and it hits like 98 or 102, I'm like, eh, yeah. who cares? It, it, exactly. Bad. So we're not... It's not like you're actually trying to hit exactly like taking out one blueberry. It's like, okay. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think, I think that's probably, probably the painful side of perfection. Um, yeah. But measuring it's just like, you're being informed. You're right. informed of what's going in your body versus like, it has to be this and you'll get close. Like, I don't think I've ever had a perfect 100%. I mean, maybe one and, and I don't want to say perfect, but I don't think I've had a 100% macro day. Most times it's like, 99% of your protein or it's like 104% of your fat. And it's like, and it's close enough, yeah. right? Yeah. And like one thing, Oh, okay. This is a good example. This is something that uh, I learned over the past year. I did like daily research, understanding like the science behind various aspects of things. Also the psychology behind like eating and working out. And one thing that I did not realize is just how okay it is to do something called calorie cycling. For viewers or who aren't in, uh, informed, calorie cycling is the idea that if you don't hit your exact numbers on one day, you can 100% balance it out over the course of the next week. It's not Absolutely. like one day messes up everything. I used to think more so in just like the general plus or minus 100 calories every single day, good to go. 
But now it's more so like, let's say I know I have a birthday party on Saturday and I yeah. want to go a little bit uh, excessive. Maybe I want to eat a thousand extra calories. All I got to do is eat 200 less in the five days prior and I'm good to go. It balances out calorie cycling on a weekly basis. We, yep. Yep. I've, I've recently been doing that too. I would tell people myself, like, stop looking at calories per day, look at them per week. It allows yeah. way more flexibility for the things you're talking about. Yeah. So yeah. those are examples for myself. Yeah. So what do you, so what do you got going on? What are you, what are you working on now? Aside from constantly promoting say lion shred and you're still promoting YouTube videos, right? You're still doing, mm -hmm. you're up in Seattle now on the corner street corners and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, so I just filmed a, a brand deal YouTube video yesterday. Um, last week I filmed a brand deal for the Texas department of health for an anti-vaping campaign. Um, so I'm working on trying to get more of those things. I really mm -hmm. enjoy like promoting brands that I care about. Right. Um, I'm also working on just building out more content for the lion shred. Like when I first created the program, it was like, I, I didn't have a big, big vision for it. It was more so just like, I want to help transform lives. And so I created the one program, the lion shred since then I've come out with 2.0 3.0, which has a strength track and a physique track. I have a women's specialization program. And I'm definitely planning on continuing to um, create more content just so that people who have that desire to keep doing more programs have that. And a big reason that I am doing that is because I remember that when I did workouts through another company, it was like, once I got to the end of a program, I genuinely yearned for another. I was like, mm -hmm. I want there to be another program just like this, but better. And so I want to constantly offer that to my own clients. Um, and then just in general, I, I am still doing daily personal development in the form of basically I follow YouTubers who uh, read all of the scientific articles on a given topic and then they kind of summarize them and present them. I consume information way better in video form than in written. So I much prefer doing that over reading studies, but mm -hmm. that allows me to constantly intake scientific literature on a daily basis. And that way I now have like a database of um, studies that I've typed up summaries of. And then when a client comes to me with questions, I have the answer already typed up and sent to them. So just having more and more information for my clients to help them is my goal. Um, yeah, that's what I'm working on. Nice, man. I know I, uh, for me, I, I can consume, it's a definitely a desire and an interest or a passion when it's, when it's health and fitness related or mindset related, I can consume content like no one's business, like real fast. And it's like, holy crap, there's a couple hours gone. Um, whether yeah. it's YouTube or, or reading, like sometimes I will like to read certain things, uh, like say if it's mindset stuff, um, I will often read it again. Uh, maybe like after I finish one page, I might read it again to read it slow. Cause mm -hmm. sometimes I wish, uh, there were better captions on YouTube videos where I can like, what exactly are they saying? So I can get yeah. both angles of it. But yeah, man, that's awesome. Um, I will even put the you know, links to the, the obviously the how to contact you and the lion shred in the YouTube video and the show notes of the podcast too. So I really appreciate your time uh, yeah. on the podcast. It's awesome catching up with you. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. It was great talking. Yeah, thanks, Patrick.